We are back with episode, oh no, I forgot the episode number. 23. 23. There we go. There we go. There we go. We good. We good. This is Shivani. This is Miranda. We are far from normal. We forgot it last time, but yes. remember this time. So it's all good. It's all good. Today we have a guest. I'm super excited. So, oh my gosh, this is, uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Stephanie. Um, I'm a psychology major, and I just took a, like a, some communications class, so I'm excited to talk about that, um, and yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, so like you said, we're going to talk a little bit about communications and that kind of stuff. Um, Shivana, do you want to start us off with, I don't know, jumping into questions like you usually do? <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so like in the past, we've done some communication episodes, but we were thinking about trying to focus on nonviolent communication, and basically, Stephanie said that she had taken some classes about that, so like, yeah, how did you get into that, and like, what are some things that like you remember and have applied to your own life, I guess? Um, so I was um, like just looking for classes to basically fill my associate's degree, um, and so I was recommended that class because I want to be a psychologist. So, and it was very, probably the best class I've ever taken, honestly, is at Heartland. But um, basically a big part of it was just like um, learning how to like identify your emotions and then channel them in a healthy way. Because if you come, you know, like if you come across like attacking to someone, mm. they're not really gonna receive it very well, you know? And um, you may not, you may still be, have hurt feelings and be valid, but they're not going to hear you in the way that you need them to. Mm -hmm. And that's what mm -hmm. it's about is just like meeting your needs and theirs. It's not about being right. Who's winning. It's just about meeting your needs. And so basically they taught us like these like four basic things in nonviolent communication. It's like you observe. So first of all, you just observe like, you know, not just like, Oh, she's doing this like really horrible. She's so bad at this, whatever. You just say like, oh, when you pick up this object the way you did or something like that, whatever would be um, the thing that stressed you out, stressed you out <laughs> or upset you. And then you say, it makes me feel like this. And so you would just replace that with whatever word, like anxious, happy, sad, depressed, but nothing like used, you know, nothing like that's in relation to the other person. It's just like an actual emotion. Um, and so you can say, you know, like, I feel that this way when you do that. And then you say, because I need this. So like, it's, you have basic human needs, like, um, not just even food, water, air, but also like, we need compassion. We need community, acceptance, um, independence, you know, like we need to, be able to celebrate all these different <laughs> things that it had in that book. And I thought it was so cool that someone actually thought about like mentally what people need. Um, so basically you just say like, I need this, I need acceptance or I need, um, compassion from you when you do this. Um, and then you just request something. So you say like, like how you need to request something specific that they can do that would help meet your need. So don't just say like, I need you to listen. Like what can, yeah. what can they do to listen? What can they do to show you that they are listening? And so that I thought, I found that very helpful with like, my interpersonal community like relationships i mean um because i have you know ptsd and uh borderline personality disorder anxiety and depression so i am just always looking for ways to like learn how to healthily communicate um question so, yeah. 
uh, real fast, and then you can add on to it. Um, (laughs) I think most people listening know what, like, anxiety and depression are, and probably PTSD, I would assume. Um, Borderline personality disorder is not as commonly heard of. Can Mm -hmm. you give a little, I don't know, information on what that is? Yeah, so it's just kind of like... It's often depicted in society as, like, a very, like, aggressive and bad Mm -hmm. disorder. It's just more of, like, a very, like, you just feel very unstable all the time. You have very, it usually happens when you have, like, unstable personal relationships and maybe moods. So, like, I can go from loving someone to just, like, hating them like that. And it doesn't take very much. And it's something that's, like, not, I don't consciously do that. It just it's, I just get filled with a lot of emotions that get really confusing and overwhelming. Um, I feel like I need to get checked out for that. <laughs> oh, yikes. It's, uh, it can be, it can be really hard. Um, but yeah, it's also like a lot of characteristics are like people who are impulsive. Okay. Like, yeah, I'll say if one of my friends, she, she has dyed her hair at least 12 times and she has the same thing I do. So <laughs> she'll just go out and buy something new or something like that. And so whenever I feel that way, I try to like cut my hair or mm-hmm. I don't know, just do something random, but like nothing that's going to be detrimental to right. me. Because before that is what I did. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, sometimes it can be detrimental, like breaking up with people randomly mm-hmm. or yeah, just having unstable relationships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it can be hard to manage, but, um, yeah. So with, <laughs> is there anything you guys want to ask, I guess? <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, no. Um, I was uh, doing some research on, like, I, know, I do a lot of weird research on just, like, mental health and, like, emotional health and trying to figure out ways how uh, to, like, manage all the stuff that goes on in your head and, like, communication and talking to people. And it's, um, yeah, that was, like, one of, like, the same things that, like, came up while I was, like, doing my research is, like, just being really clear on, like, what you, what you need and what you want and, like, telling that person directly, which I definitely did not do in the beginning because for me it almost, like, seemed, like, like, con, con, contradictory, did I say that wrong? I don't know, um, like, to, like, what, I don't know if I said that right, but, like, it's, uh, it felt, like, wrong to be, like, so direct with what I was feeling, because, like, I was, like, I don't want to make them feel bad, but I also want them to change, so, like, i talk around what I would, like, what I would want them to change, and, like, not actually say what I needed, and it's, like, yeah, because, like, emotions are not structured, so, like, why would you add structure to fix something that's emotional, so I was, like, yeah, that's, like, really interesting how, like, how, like, that sort of structure really just helps you figure things out like that, and um, I think it's very much needed, especially when so much is, like, going on in the world, and you're, like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just gonna have to, like, you know, figure it out and, like, write it down. I find writing it down helps a lot, too, but, I mean, how does that, how do you normally, like, uh, like, when you come up, like, when you run into a problem, how do you, like, what's your first step, I guess, to figuring out the problem? (laughs) Um, usually I'm just like, what, I've gotten a lot better at this over time, but I've had to start asking myself, like, okay, what am I upset about? Not like how I feel, like, oh, I'm upset that they're talking to me this way. No, I'm upset because it hurts my feelings and I feel, like, inferior. I feel stupid because of how they're talking Mm. to me. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. not just like the surface. It's not just like, oh, they're talking to me rude. It's just, how does that make me feel? I don't feel like I'm enough now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just like super important because for a while I would just like lash out and get upset and just like not even know what's going on with my in my head though 
Mm-hmm. And so like really identifying those emotions is what nonviolent communication really helps with. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Do you ever um, struggle with determining if it's like your emotions that are weighing you down or if it's like the person is actually not being a good person? Yeah, honestly, like I, like being whole anxiety, I just like right. overthink it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. But um, it really helps like having a partner who I can bounce things off of really easily. And it doesn't even have to just be like a romantic part. It's just like a person who you can talk to and they can be like, yeah, that's, that's not okay. They shouldn't be doing that. Or like, Hey, yeah, you might want to take some deep breaths and maybe think about it a little bit, you know, but I've gotten a lot better with being like, Hey, that is hurting someone that's hurting me, you know, so that's bad. Uh, (laughs) But if I'm the one hurting them, it's, you know, it's like one of those things where it's just like, you got to look at why, why is this happening? Okay. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, <laughs> I had a thought and then I just, it, I, it, I got distracted. Um, what was I going to say? So oh my goodness. With your boyfriend, because you've been mm. with your boyfriend for a while. Like, as mm. you've learned this stuff, like how have things like I guess progressed has it helped you guys like when you have arguments and stuff or is it still like I don't know in a certain spot I guess I would say yeah it's gotten a lot better we started out being very toxic and unhealthy because we both had very bad mental health mm-hmm. I wasn't on medication then I am now which has been so helpful um and yeah then, I remember our friend group was worried about you guys yeah like, a, a lot of people thought we were gonna break up and um I honestly I'm very happy we didn't but I'm very surprised at the same time um but it was just like a really good thing that we started like actually listening to each other and like talking about like okay well when you do this like I feel like you don't care about me you know I feel like my feelings don't matter and that person hearing that person be like, but I do care about you. And then telling them, hey, well, what, don't do this next time or don't say this. And so over time, we've gotten a lot better. Like when I'm having anxiety attack or I'm like in a depressant, depression episode, um, we just got a lot better with like me being able to tell him, tell them what's going on and like why um, I'm feeling that way. And that has helped them be able to like, um help me more you know like they now know like okay when I'm freaking out don't argue with me right (laughs) just help me calm down so I can be calm and then we can talk about whatever it is the issue is but if they try to talk to me while I'm having all of these things going through my head and I can't like I'm having the unstable emotions like I can't I can't process it and I just get overwhelmed and then Mm. it just gets worse yeah so like we've mm-hmm. over time, they've just really learned how to care for me, which is really awesome because it's very hard to yeah. be in a relationship. You guys have an adorable relationship. It's so, <laughs> it's so great. Oh, uh, thank you. Yes. Um, this is kind of a bridge off question. So if we need to return, we can. I just wanted to ask because I was curious. Um, because you said you had like depressive episodes then. How like I don't know, like being in a relationship. As you know, I have not been in a real relationship. <laughs> How do you like handle when you have depressive episodes while still being, you know, in a romantic relationship, I guess? Um, yeah, I would say we're, cause like they also struggle with anxiety and depression. So they're able to understand that better mm-hmm. as well. But what we have decided is that we're gonna start, we're not start, we are doing it, but. <laughs> We're, we tell each other like, hey, I'm feeling very depressed today. We just let that person know this is how I'm doing or I'm very sensitive right now. And 
that now like it means to that person hey um don't push me off the, the edge you know don't right. do that because i'm very close and it's like it's not their fault it's just it's hard when you have men- when you have like bad mental health because mm-hmm. you're struggling constantly not to just go off that cliff yeah. And so if you have someone who's like, hey, let me rub your back. Let me, like, let's watch Family Guy. Let's watch whatever together. You're always, like, posting videos. (laughs) It's my new, my new um, interest, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, just like, and we've also learned, like, what helps the other person and what makes the other person feel better, more, like, you know, just helps them get through it, what they need, like, with anxiety, like, hearing your insecurities be, like, you know, invalidated in, out out there you know so like if i say like oh i'm really worried about you cheating and they say i would never i would never cheat on you i promise and they just look at you genuinely yeah and they don't treat you like you're you know threatening them or like you're stupid they're just like no i understand you're just anxious and that's okay but it's never gonna happen yeah and then you know people with anxiety (laughs) understanding people with anxiety so nice oh my gosh it's very hard when you don't have anxiety or depression to understand it i feel like but that's why I really like that we both can kind of go through this journey yeah. together. To be fair, I know a lot of people have anxiety who don't always understand my anxiety. Yes. Sometimes yeah. there's just different types it, too. It just, it just depends also how much you understand your own mental health. Which that's is a true. Whole that's, that's journey. True. It's a hard one. <laughs> it really it's is. Especially when you have anxiety about anxiety about yes. mental health <laughs> issues. Anxiety about anxiety. <laughs> Siobhan, do you have any questions? Sorry, we were just kind of. I just had thought. No, 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 that was good. I, I liked where that was going. I was enjoying listening to it. Um, I guess this is kind of like a general question, but like, um, we're talking about like mental health. Where, when do you think for, I guess for both of you, your mental health journey really started? Like, when do you think you like finally started focusing on your mental health and like realized like that oh. it was a big deal? Girl, <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, I started focusing on it probably like my senior year of high school. Oh, really? Yeah, which is very, like, in my opinion, it's kind of unfortunate because I know that I was struggling a lot throughout my, like, whole school year. Freshman year. Yeah, just, like, like high school, junior high, all of it was just mm-hmm. not fun. <laughs> but I think senior year was when, like, I started, like, I dated someone who was even less unstable than me. Yes, did I say that right? Less stable than me. That's what I'm gonna say. So they were more unstable in their emotions, which is fine, but they were not handling it very well. Only the first second thing. Yeah. Okay. Is it who I'm thinking? Yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> but they were kind of like emotionally manipulating me, and and like I would say, kind of abusing um, my like love for them, like my um, patience. So that was like when I got out of that toxic relationship. Me and Ty. Uh, my partner started becoming more like, um, like just better friends and, you know, progressively became a relationship. But when, during that time, they were just like a lot more, they're like, they're three years older than me. So they had a lot more experience, mm-hmm. I would say in like that category. And also like my mom was encouraging me to get to go see like a counselor. Cause I had had a few breakdowns and like anxiety attacks. Mm. So that's, she made me see a counselor and then I actually really enjoyed it because that was probably the hardest year of my life. <laughs> um, I just like, I'd moved out of my parents' house. My mental health was just very poor and I was starting college and like most of you guys like moved away. So I was very sad. <laughs> yeah. And then I also was just like living with my, um, my boyfriend at that time now with his family. 
and I was like, okay, like, <laughs> it's a whole new thing, and I missed my family, and I had a bad relationship with my dad, so it was just, like, there was a lot going on. It was probably the hardest time of my life, but that's why I'm so glad I had counseling, because it definitely helped me start getting through that, and then when it, it was getting better, but it still wasn't manageable, I realized I should probably start medication because I was mm -hmm. using marijuana, my medical card, you know, to help, but it really wasn't like a stable way for me to cope with my anxiety. And so just from there, I've just tried to keep going with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, for me, I guess there's kind of like two big moments of it. Um, I didn't really start actually helping myself until late in high school. But, like, I first, like, knew what was going on and just, like, pretended it wasn't happening mm -hmm. starting in, like, sixth grade. Like, in sixth grade, I was, like, not depressed. Well, yeah, I was depressed. I was a depressed sixth grader. Like, I had thoughts of, like, killing myself. Didn't do anything. But, like, my mom put, like, these little sticky notes. Shivani knows what I'm talking about. She put these little sticky notes around the house that said, like, affirmations about, like, Aww, like, that's so nice. you are loved and stuff. It was so cute. Aww. But, um, and that was the reason I, like, <laughs> pretended I was no longer depressed. I was like, I can't make my family in any more pain, so Aww. I'm going to be happy. Aww. And so I did that up until, what, what was the year that I got bad in high school again? <laughs> no, no, uh, like, sophomore, junior year. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> sophomore year is the, was sophomore year the Natalie Cambrian drama, or was that junior year? I think it was junior year. Okay, so it was like, uh, honestly, I was doing all right to most of high school until, like, the fight thing, which everyone knows about the fight thing. Um, and then freshman year of college was meh, but it is where I, like, learned to, like, care about myself the most, mm. so... Yes, and I also did, like, very similar to you, like, where I, like, started on therapy and then, like, slowly build up, built up, built up to medications and, like, I'm slowly building up my dose, too, because that's also terrifying. Yes. Because I don't want to take a high enough dose that I lose my personality, but also, I hate having anxiety. Exactly. So. That's always something I'm afraid of, is, like, losing how, like, passionate I feel about mm -hmm. things or, like, how strongly because I feel like I just have very strong emotions, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, comes with that like, borderline and pretty much any mental disorder, honestly. Anxiety, for yes. sure. <laughs> and so, like, I'm just very, I'm worried about that, but I'm also excited because I'm going to see a psychiatrist. So, yeah. They can I kind of want to see me. a psychiatrist instead of a therapist, but that costs money. <laughs> I'm seeing both. <laughs> Ooh, nice. But the psychiatrist is just the one that would prescribe medicine. So okay. there can be therapist is just like they're the ones that actually talk to you psychiatrists they can't they will talk to you obviously and like figure out like what you're dealing with but usually they won't like have like you know therapy sessions and stuff gotcha. they'll just be able to prescribe you medicine better suited for your issues gotcha and like there's boosters or something like there's so many different options boosters. in it yeah so like if you have like a depression med or an anxiety med i don't know if it's anxiety but i know a place for depression meds you can take an additional one that boost the effects of that other one without having oh, to like up the dose. Yeah. So it could be like it could be like different effects than just like upping your dose. Mm. It just depends on what's best for you. Yeah. But yeah, and even though if you don't do medication, there are so many different things that you can do and it's so great when you finally address that. Because if when you're not, you're just struggling for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not no reason, but you know, you can also be doing you can be doing things that make it not as hard. You know, like yeah. life, life doesn't have to be that hard. Right. 
which is something I feel like a lot of people would benefit yeah. from here. Yeah, that's true. I don't even know. Have we talked about the stigma on our podcast? I think we might have touched on it, but I don't think we've talked about it specifically. Oh, okay. Like how like society like looks down on people who have to take medications of any sort. Yeah, I actually grew up with my mom taking depression meds and my dad um, calling her crazy and like very much just being that whole like bad stigma against medication. Mm -hmm. So that's why also it took me like a year to get on medication. And that's why she was supportive though, right? Yeah. She like, I was just like, I don't want to do this because I don't want to be crazy. You know, I, it's fine if I have counseling. I've been through some stuff. I got to talk about it, but medication. Right. And then I find out, well, actually, like anxiety and depression run through my mom's side of the family because my granny also is dealing with that. And I didn't even know. And there's probably something on your dad's side. Oh, for sure. <laughs> considering 100%. It. Oh, yeah. It's just undiagnosed right now, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, so when I finally got on it, though, I was just very scared because I also had heard, like, this one of my friends, their sex drive, were, like, lowered from right. it. Right. And I, mine definitely has, too, but, like, it's not, it's not like it's necessarily I wouldn't it's have just, any idea. <laughs> it's not, I would say it's not debilitating. I think it's just something where I'm like, I'm okay with this because of how much more stable I feel on the medication. I don't feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and yeah I think it's just it's really important to stop stigmatizing things like that in yeah. a bad way because it's it's good for people who do it right you know and if you don't want them to act out and yeah. be upset all the time they should be on medication or whatever is best for them because some people medication doesn't work for them right but I think it's just I think slowly we're getting more educated on like yes. these topics our generation science. is like the first that's like I mean there have been other generations that are willing to talk about mental health but I feel like it's, it's like, like pushing it yeah it's become a focus and it mm-hmm. should be a focus because mm-hmm. it's so so important mm-hmm. I was talking with one of our friends today and we were both talking about how we want to like go to public schools when we're adults and like educate teachers and educate students on the fact that they're not alone and like validate mm-hmm. them and give them like resources and yeah yeah because there's nothing like I had a friend who of mine who does voice stuff with me and she's a choir teacher and there's a kid who had a panic attack in her class and she gave him a hug and then sent him to the nurse I mean (laughs) and just like giving someone a hug mids panic attack yeah, I think I would probably panic more if someone touched me yeah. while I was having a panic attack. If Natalie like, I a, just don't want to be touched. If Natalie had her panic attacks, if someone tried to touch her, she would scream and then, like, just, like, sit down slowly. And, it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's something where it's just, like, it's a lot better to just ask them, how can I help? Right. Because you don't know what's going to be best for them. Some people like hugs, but some people, that's right. not going to work. And usually people who have had panic attacks before know how to yeah. handle it. And it's usually just, honestly, if you don't know how to help them, just get them to a quiet, stable environment, because at least then everything will be crazy. Right. Like get- a choir room. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's looking at them and be like, oh, yes, man. that does not Boy. help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just, like, reassuring them, like, hey, it's okay, I'm here if you want, but right. also not forcing them to talk or yeah. do anything, because that's up to them. That's a, their own mental health is their own mental health, um, and what's good for one person might not be good for the other person. Right, yeah. And that's why it's just, I think it's great that people are, like, supporting each other and trying to just be like, oh, okay, so this triggers you, okay, I won't, I won't do this. You can say something like that to someone else, but just not this person. Yeah. It just helps them. Yeah. 
Gotcha, gotcha. I have two questions. I'm not sure which one to start with, but um, you mentioned earlier that like you said that like on one side of your family, like you they had like mental health problems. Do you think that? Do you think you could? You do you think at some point you could maybe prevent that from happening within like your children or like I don't know future generations? Do you think that you have any say in that? Or do you think it's just kind of up to the children or like how they experience their life, nature not versus up nurture? To the not up to the I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I, you, you know, know what I mean. Or do you want depression? I think it definitely, like, I know, like, at least on my other side of my family, there's a cycle of abuse going on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I decided that it ends with me, like, it, it stops. And it's very hard. It is so difficult so difficult that's why i love nonviolent communication because it's teaching me a healthy way Bring to get back full circle yeah. hey. but i just i think partially some of it's genetic because like it's gone from like my granny to my mom to me and maybe my sisters they're not diagnosed but i feel like it could yeah. be um so i feel like in a sense there might just be a gene that i have but at the same time like the stuff like all of the stuff i had is definitely not just genetic you know I think that ultimately, if you provide an environment where children are loved and they're supported, no matter who they are or what they do, you know, even if it's something that might be detrimental to them, I think it's just good to, like, you can still tell them, hey, that's bad for you, like, and this is why. But I think it's just better it's if they're like, oh, hey, I'm not straight. I'm pansexual, good for you. bisexual, whatever, you know, hey, I want to dye my hair, hey, I want to shave my head, whatever you want, you know, whatever it is you decide to do, it's like, wear makeup, get earrings, don't do that, get a tattoo, whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be just physical either, it could just be anything, but as long as they know that they're loved, because that's the first place that they are learning love from, and if you teach them a good way, they're going to be able to go out in the world a lot better and have more confidence yeah. and, you know, more self-worth. I think it's just good to also educate them on these things and just be like, Hey, but you know, you know, even if you don't, even if you do these things and I don't like that you do it, please just be open with me because that's how relationships should be. Yeah. And you know, when, also bring nonviolent communication, communication into them. and the parents and the children Woo. so important to communicate with your kids. Yes. <laughs> um, I think this is very like in agreement with Stephanie, I think with certain mental health things, you can potentially prevent it in your kids if it's like, if it's something that didn't come genetically. Um, but I think obviously with more genetic ones or more extreme ones, there's going to be at least some sort of symptoms mm-hmm. in the kids. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so do you think that, like, if you hadn't gone through, like, all the, like, mental health struggles and stuff and, like, the journey, um, do you think you would be, want to be a psychologist? Like, do you think that would still have been, like, something that interested you? Or do you think it was all influenced by that? Can I turn around the question first before she answers? Go, go for it. I'm going to ask yeah. you. Because you said you were thinking about doing psychology before you decide business. And I've obviously at that point, we you did not um, have any like mental health disorders. So what was your influence for wanting to do that then Ooh. before she answers? <laughs> um, largely just because of you guys, my friends. And like, I just saw how badly it affected all of you guys. And I felt 
I felt awful not be knowing what to do, how to help you guys. And it just, it hurt me not like seeing you in pain and just not knowing what to do. And I wanted to like figure out how I could help and how I could help other people. Cause yeah, it's not, I want you guys to be happy. <laughs> like, nah, like as like, as you know, childlike as that seems, but like, you know, I think a large part of like my happiness is comes from you guys and I want you guys to be able to share that happiness with me so I'm gonna do what I can to learn how that affects you and affects everyone else and try to make the world a happier place in whatever way I can but um yeah (laughs) I love that (laughs) um but yeah I don't know I mean also like my family too but you know you're fine I think I would. I think I would just have a different journey there. Like, I think I would have probably gone for a different major first, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Because, like, I know I have a lot of, like, like I'm, I don't like math, but I'm very good at it. So I feel like I might mm-hmm. have gone into that or, like, something science-y. Like, I thought about, um, what is it, when you study the brain? neuroscience Neuroscience. it's similar to psychology it is but Mm -hmm. i would have been on the more scientific part of it i probably would have pushed myself more on those things um but i don't think i would have enjoyed them and i think i would have come to that realization and decided psychology is better Mm -hmm. i think it's just a lot of it is just like i'm really passionate about understanding like why do we say the things we do why do we how do we enter like you know how does it go in the head like what Mm -hmm. what works in the head um that Mm -hmm. makes us you know either not respond with like you know, a dip, like anxiety or what makes it so that we are super anxious, you know, or these disorders that pop up, um, even if they weren't like genetic, they're influenced by your environmental factors and stuff. Um, and so I think it's just really cool, like learning those things. And that's why I was like, I thought I was going to be into neuroscience because I was just like, I want to know how the brain works. It's like, no, I want to know the feelings part of it. <laughs> right, right. And I just think it's really, I also just like being the person that can provide the support you need and part of that is because of where I've been and how I haven't been supported um Mm -hmm. for a lot of my life but it's like having like Ty was probably the one of the first people who just genuinely was like okay you're not gonna live in your house anymore because it's very bad for me um they're like you know we're gonna you know you should see it you should be seeing a counselor that's a good idea and they were just like hey like I listen to everything you're saying, even though I'll talk for hours and they just let me. I I know, right? It's just like, that's exactly what I need. And that's why I love them so much because they care about what I need, not what makes them happy necessarily. And I still care about what makes them happy too. That's why it's a a relationship. It's not just me. It's not not a toxic relationship. No. I'm just dependent. (laughs) But yeah, you did I, have an episode on codependency already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's just really nice to be, like, someone's support system because you never know what they're going through. And sometimes the counselor might just be the only person that they trust to talk mm-hmm. to about these things. They might be the only person that they're like, hey, I'm being abused at home or something right. like that, you know? Because, you know, as a kid, I would love to have a safe place like that. Yeah. Love that. And... Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to get to that place, especially if you have parents that are not as knowledgeable about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's why it's great that like, I want to also not just like be a counselor and like, or a therapist, you know, I also want to educate people and like, probably maybe like write some stuff or like just mm-hmm. talk about things at some point and just be like, Hey, educate people. I want to educate people too. That's yes. like my, my goal, man. Yes. Yeah. I think it'd just be so cool. You know, like have all these kids, like, like, 
they have an assembly or something. I don't know. Guest speaker. And I'm just like, hey. And then there's, you know, even if it's just one kid, but they're like, wow, okay. So it's not normal to feel like to cry every day. That's good to know. Like, cause at that age, you just don't know what's cool and what's not, you know? And by cool, I mean like acceptable or like normal, not you not know, not are bad you're, words. They're all like bad words. Healthy. Yes, healthy. But, thank you. Yeah. Healthy. I knew not what you were saying, and I was gonna say something about it. I hated the on your own, but I think but we figured it out. So it's good. I just didn't. I was like, I don't want to use the typical words. Yeah. <laughs> Those are not like well, normal. Normal, normal makes it sound like a negative thing. It's more like a social concept, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Being normal. It's like, okay, do you fit in? It's like, well, not everyone fits in a certain category also you know? like it's normal to have mental health issues yes so. and but it's just, a lot of people that's not supposed to be normal and it's like but it is <laughs> Even though people saying that it's not normal or having their own issues but yep literally mm-hmm, honestly <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure so we are sadly out of time but this has been a great conversation i loved every bit of it and just like listening to you guys talk about it too it's great Sorry, i didn't say as much about no 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 no. like i i enjoyed it like usually i'm talking a lot and i need to like stop but like um no i really know i know this is this is really fun for me too but thank you for joining us stephanie it was really nice oh, having you on you. here really yeah thank you. yeah yeah we like try to get this to work like so many days in a row we were like oh what are we gonna do but like <laughs> we did it and it was great and i loved it but yeah <laughs> Um, all right. Um, ending stuff. So if you guys want to reach out to us, um, you know, reach out far from normal podcasts, um, 2020 at gmail.com. Send us information about the podcast. You know, if you have any comments, suggestions, feedback, want to do a collaboration, you can do that. And if you also have an Instagram far from normal podcast, we post every day and super fun. You should give us a follow. We'll follow you back. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you guys have anything else ending last, last things. We already did the, I don't know, because all we did before, we've done is mental health far from normal, all we've done is communication far from normal, and there's not really anything else that we talked about. This is healthy, I don't know, communication. Healthy <laughs> communication should not be far from normal. That's been one of our titles <laughs> before. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's all good. I mean, we tried. It's cool. Sorry, guys. We love you. Thanks for listening. Reach out for help if you need it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.